Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, August 18, 2021, and this is day 1259 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, glorify you, and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much for allowing us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask that you will equip us with the power through the Holy Spirit to do a phenomenal work in your name. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Uh, Just before we start today, I wanted to just remind you that we will be starting our study in the book of Revelation. This is probably about the third year the Lord has got our fourth time. Mm -hmm. We'll go chapter by chapter. uh, And but yeah, so please join us. That'll be tonight, 630 p.m. to 730 And uh, if you're interested in that, I will send you the Zoom link. All right. So today's message is deep-rooted issues. Deep-rooted issues. We're going to be coming out of 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 37. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 37. This is one of my faves too. (laughs) I got all the whole Bible is, you know, but this one is really powerful to me. Uh, It says, one day Elisha went to Shunem and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. She said to her husband, I know this man who often comes Our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put in it a bed and a table, a chair, and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. One day when Elisha came, he went up to his room and lay down there. He said to his servant Gehazi, call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. Elisha said to him, tell her you have gone to all this trouble for us. Now, what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi said, she has no son and her household and I mean, her husband is old and that and that is really <laughs> that is really powerful and uh, very good uh, detail from Gehazi, uh, him paying attention. She has no son and her husband is old, which is saying more than likely she'll never have a child of her own, which was like a curse during those days uh, if a woman did not have a child. And it says, Gehazi said, uh, she has no son and her husband is old. And Elisha said, call her. So he called her and she stood in the doorway. 
About this time next year, Elisha said, you will hold a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she objected. Please, man of God, don't mislead your servant. But the woman became pregnant. And the next year, about that same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. So it was harvest time. He said to his father, my head, my head. His father told a servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon. Then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today, he asked. It's not the new moon or Sabbath. That's all right, she said. And it's amazing that this woman, to me, how deliberate and how well-focused and how she didn't even say to her husband that their son had passed away and how uh, much power this woman had and um, uh, how authentic she was in, in herself and knowing what she needed to do. And so verse 24 says, she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in, a, in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? And she, again, had a purposeful mindset. And you notice, we never know her name. I mean, all he, he calls her by where she lives, the Shunammite, which is was common back then, but we don't know her name. So she says, everything is all right, she said. And, and when she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is in bitter distress. But the Lord has hidden from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord, she said. Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Uh-huh. That was her problem, her deep-rooted issue. Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone to me don't greet anyone you meet, and if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. In other words, this is urgent and I want you to focus and get there quickly. But the child's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and as, as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, the boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed 
and lay on the boy mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. He stretched himself out on him. The boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Seven times, that's God's perfect number, right? Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite. And he did. When she came, he said, take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. She, need, she did not need to say a word. Her actions spoke volumes. As she laid out, fell on her knees and bowed down to the ground. Being so grateful. She was quite a powerful woman, very faithful, and she knew what she needed to do. She needed the man of God to come back and do what he could do, what he, being the man of God, could only do. Point number one. Many times there are issues in our lives that are so deep-rooted that we're not even aware of it until something happens and triggers that unresolved hurt or pain. You've learned how to move on serving the Lord with a full heart, except maybe one thing you've not given to the Lord. So we camouflage it by going through the motions of life every day, helping others in need, giving to those who are less fortunate than ourselves. It could be just like the Shunammite woman. Maybe she lost a child before. Maybe someone promised her something and never came through with it. I used to not trust men because of my father not keeping promises and, and that he would make to, to me and my siblings when we were children. And so this happened after my parents divorced and uh, I was seven years old and being the oldest of five. And, and I remember that deep-seated issue I had. I didn't even realize it was an issue until one day, you know, after being married <laughs> to my husband a few years, and he says, do you trust me? Well, what, why don't you trust me to do what I, what I say I'm going to do? And I said, I do trust you. He said, well, well, you just go and you do it and you don't allow me to do it or something like that. It's been a long time ago. but <laughs> and, and then I thought, wow, yeah, you're right. I don't, do I? And it was a lot of things I would do. You know, I would always have a backup plan to the backup plan. If he didn't follow through or do something as quickly as, quickly as I thought he should, then I would handle it, you know, because... I didn't trust him to do it because I had a deep-seated issue that I had not resolved because of being let down by my father. And 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 we worked on that and I and I had to work on that myself actually and uh the power of the Holy Spirit helped me to to get through that. I catch myself every now and then you know, um, getting getting ready to do something that, you know, like, no, no, no. And the Lord says, no, no, no. Your husband's going to do it. Let him do it. Like, okay, Lord, you're right. 
So it created lots of problems in my marriage early on, but we resolved that, and I'm grateful to God for that. Uh, what have you suppressed so deeply to avoid dealing with the problem? You know, and and we will do that sometimes subconsciously. Uh, just pretend, you know, or just get used to it, and 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 it becomes our normal way of functioning. You know, and and even doing everything else God has told us. Except for that thing that that God is saying, I want you to let me help you in that area. But we have to allow God to do that. Point number two, God brought the Shunammite woman's issue to the surface so that she would know how to trust in God and not in herself. She went straight to the man of God to handle the death of her son. That to me represents her Dying to her old self. The death of her son was nothing she could fix with her wealth or prestige. When she trusted in the man of God. Now, when her son was raised to life, represents her new life. To walk in total freedom in God. What part of your life is still bound in chains? The Lord loves you so much that he says, cast your cares Unto me, for I care for you. That takes a step of faith in God and no one or nothing else. Leaving everyone out and everything else out, just as she did. She tuned everyone out, everything else, and focused in on the man of God. That is what we should do. But we have the great privilege of not having to go through a man to get to God. We only have to go through his son, Jesus Christ. I'll never forget. I had a deep-seated issue, another one. And uh, that was in the workforce and uh, working, in, especially in corporate. I remember in the past, several years ago, going through racist uh, and unfair treatment uh, while being uh, in the corporate area. And I'll never forget, after we closed our bakery at Crown Center, uh, our lease was up and we chose to not renew another and do another five years. And the Lord had told me um, what he was, I was going to go into the ministry full time. But until then, that time came, I still needed to, my income was necessary. So I was doing catering lunches and things like that. And, and one of the companies was my sister's job, a bank she worked at, catering lunches, and they were a big customer. And uh, time grew on and I really needed more income other than what I was bringing in for the catered lunches. So my sister told me that the bank was hiring where she was working and I could use her name. And so I did. And, and, and you know, I went through all the different things that they had me go through and, and they hired me as a temp. I had to go through as a temp, but I really wanted the job uh uh, at the Center for Conflict Resolution, and uh, they were not hiring at the time and, and as a nonprofit. They they were building up funds to try to afford to have another person there, and they said as soon as the funds allowed, they would they would reach out to me and let me know. So I said, okay. So in the meantime, I needed something, and I, I did this work at the bank, and, and I'll never forget this, y'all. <laughs> uh, this is it seems like a movie, but it is the truth. I, I remember uh, going in and, 
it was huge. Uh, I was not used to this at all. Remember, I had my own business or partner with my family, my sisters in business as well. And so I did that for a good 25 years between the two businesses or 20 years, something like that. So I hadn't worked in corporate for a long time. And when I got there, I would say the first or second day and I brought my lunch, I I went to lunch with the group of ladies that I worked with and I was sitting at the table with them in the cafeteria and 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 they just started uh talking and cussing and going off about how work was and their lives and and just sick of the supervisor lots of gossip and and my I I was just, you know, it was a culture shock because I had not been in an environment like that in a long long time. So I I said, excuse me, and left the table and ran out to my car with my lunch and was sitting in my car just going to eat my lunch alone. (laughs) And the Lord said, what are you doing? I said, eating my lunch. And he said, I didn't tell you to come back out to the car. You need to go back in there with those ladies. I have a purpose for you there. And I got back out, went back in, sat with them day after day. And, uh... Our relationship grew stronger. They got to know me and I got to know them. And I was able to interject other stories and share with them, (laughs) just as I'm sharing with you. And I'll never forget one of the women at the table said, Jackie, I don't go to church and uh, I don't care for going to church. She said, but I can sit here and listen to you share about God all day long. And it really, when I even think about it, it makes me want to tear up because, you know, uh, it took a minute to get to this point or that point. And and I had to have faith in God to to share and not try to badger them with the word of God or beat them down or anything like that. So I would just share real life stories with them. And uh, then God allowed us to, me and our church, to be a blessing to many of the ladies that were struggling and going through some things. And my husband and I was taking one of the ladies to work. Her car broke down and and taking her to pick up her children at daycare. And and it just got to be that deep. And and, and even uh, we were struggling. Some of the other things that happened, struggling uh, with the supervisor there who was doing some of the same things I had gone through in the past with racism and prejudiceness and and not promoting the black women that were there working and and only promoting the white women and it was really bad and uh I had my bible at work and I would open it up and read and and write in in the midst of where I was working with my coworkers and some of them would come over and say I want some of that <laughs> literally and Jackie please share that with us too and I did and uh, we ended up fighting. I, I wrote a letter to um, uh, oh, read, the, the labor laws. I forgot the name of the organization and, and, and still to no avail. Nothing happened to file a complaint. And I remember going through those same motions at some other jobs and nothing was resolved. And, I, and, and anyway, the purpose, though, was for me to recognize and not run like I used to just quit and run. And God said, stop running. We're going to, you're going to face it head on and I'm going to bring you through this. And, and, and no one else, no other department, no agencies. And, and God did. And what happened 
And near the end of the time, I'll never forget, it was in December around Christmas, just before Christmas. And God had blessed us, the church, to be a blessing to some of the ladies. One of the ladies didn't even have a coat or coats for her children in the dead of winter. And he allowed us to give her a gift card to go shopping uh, for her and her children for Christmas. And along with another woman who was in school for medical school, uh, she had two children and uh, she was just struggling. And the most important thing though, God blessed me to get Bibles for every one of those women. And it was about eight of them. And uh, to meet with them in you know, the conference room one at a time, give them their Bibles and lead them to Christ if they didn't know Jesus as their Savior. And many of those women accepted Jesus that day. And God said, I could hear God in my spirit say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And then my new boss called me from the Center for Conflict Resolution and said, Jackie, we now are able to afford to pay you to work. Are you still interested in the job? And I said, absolutely. (laughs) And I was there for six years and just a few months ago started Transition Zone and and we're still partnering. Uh, You know, uh, Center for Conflict Resolution is uh, like my partner sponsoring me in this through helping me through getting the grant and all those things. So God has a great plan, but I had to yield and let him resolve that deep issue that I had. What about you? Have you given it to him? You turn it over to him and let him walk you through the process, no matter how grueling it might seem, but it's going to help you in the long run. And if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you may be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name, and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.